This is Adam Leonard, and I welcome you to the Soul Growth Podcast, where you come to nourish your mind, body, and soul. Let's take a deep dive together into the depths of human experience to break free from limitations, unleash hidden potential, and grow into the greatest version of yourself so you can live your best life. Welcome to episode seven. Now, this is another interview with a fantastic chap here, the wonderful Raf Formant. And he's a chap that I have been working very closely with in a joint venture, an amazing self-mastery course is the way to put it, to really heighten your consciousness, your self-awareness, raise your vibration, manifestation, and so, so much more. It's complete self-mastery. And we've been on an absolute wonderful journey with each other through the whole of this intensive course. We've been down in lows, up in highs, working through each other's inner world and all of the internal conflicts that go from personal growth. And this is why I've brought him on here in this podcast. And he's had some absolutely amazing experiences in his life. He can help people in such an amazing way. He's written a book that I'm sure he'll tell you about. And he's had some experiences that literally blew my mind when I first started talking to him. I went, wow, this guy has really experienced life in a way that not many people have. But anyway, I've talked about him enough. Let's introduce the man himself. You have the floor, Raf. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello, Adam. Thank you for having me on here. Um, yeah. Um, so... Where should we start? You want to talk about um, a lot of experiences that I've had. And so I guess I'll start by giving you a little bit of background. And um, this is something I've been referred to by my mentors years ago to, to not hide anything in our life. Everything that happens to us is for a reason and can give us strength. And our weaknesses, what we may perceive as weaknesses, may be our strengths. And for me, it was when I was a young man, back in 1988, I was 27 years old, whoop, cat's out of the bag, <laughs> and um, I was working in the boatyards, and I was a very hard worker, I was painting yachts, I got to meet some incredible people, and um, I was a foreman in the boatyards, and I had an incident where somebody was casing out my house, and I tried to get away. I ended up defending myself against a couple of young men. <clears throat> Eventually, I was charged with second-degree murder. And I was given, um, I had a hung jury. Half of them wanted to let me go. <laughs> and self-defense issue, clearly. And then uh, a second um, jury, a second trial, where I was convicted to 16 years in prison in the United States, in the state of Washington. And um, it was really incredible because I remember being in the cell that night after I was sentenced. They put me in what you call a suicide cell. And I looked up in the darkness. It's a two-story cell, so you can't hang yourself. <laughs> and I said, I will not spend one day in prison. I will not spend one day not making the most out of my life. I will do whatever I need to to make this a benefit. And so 
I went to um, a maximum security prison. I spent two years there because perhaps I was a little more trusted than the other prisoners. I was given um, the ability to run the legal library. And I I went to school. Wow, I didn't know you could go to college. <laughs> and I was also taking meditation and yoga classes. But it's really interesting to note um, to all you peeps out there, of the 4,000 plus men who were in that prison, how many of them actually took advantage of college and yoga classes and meditation? Very, very few, a handful, um, probably under under 10 people in our yoga class. And so out of all those men. And so and then one day I finished my AA degree. I took double courses. I was careful not to take the right combination because if you get the AA, they cut you off from college and then you're just in prison. And then one day I graduated, I had double credits and I was thinking, I've got to go. I am not to me be meant to be here. The universe has more in store for me. That's when there's a knock on the door and I got a letter from the governor and the court of appeals saying they demanded my immediate release that this was a self-defense issue, and I was exonerated. And I'm like, whoa! And then, so I was released, and then I was back home. I started a roofing company on the side. Um, I was scared to death about what was happening to me. My family and my friends were supporting me. And a lot of people in my hometown had written the governor and had written the Court of Appeals about that this was a self-defense issue. That men were trying to break in my house. I tried to get away. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I had a gun. And so anyway, so when I was released, I started my business and I, I had some support in the community. And then um, I got another letter. Wow, I was given a scholarship to Seattle University, a private Jesuit university, same school Bill Gates went to. He's a little bit older than me. And so I went to and I made the most of it. I um, I want to point out that whatever happens in our life, we can manifest to turn it around and make it work for us. Because when I was in prison, I learned about the heart of men. I learned how low people can go. And I learned how high their spirits can soar. So like Peter Sage says, two men sat behind bars. One saw mud, the other stars. <laughs> I was looking at the stars, my friend. And it's also important to notice that, that you, we've talked about this, how we both, when we were very young, we could see people's auras. And my father was a very spiritual man. He taught me to astral travel when I was 10 years old. And it was a very scary experience, and he rightfully told me to stop because he was not correctly trained. Um, but I could see people's higher selves sometimes. I saw spirits. But like a lot of people, we get older, and that stops. We get beaten down by our environment, and it goes away. So I went to school. I graduated from um, SU with a BA in English, minors in journalism and communication. And wow, I... I went about out into the world um scared to death <laughs> and got a job with uh, abc television i was uh, out there selling and making commercials and um doing uh short um short spots and it was really interesting but after many years especially after 911 and around 2005 i finally said 
this is wrong. I cannot support this. The media is not your friend and they are not giving you the truth. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're destroying you, destroying your brain. Basically, staring at a TV tube is dulling in your cognitive senses. And so I quit that, and I went on a journey. Um, I ended up, um, me and my partner Brenda um, bought into a local paper. We bought this local paper, the, the Western Watchman in Arizona, and um, I was training horses, which has been a hobby of mine for many years. And so I did a lot of equine articles. And um, in 2009, we lost the paper. A lot of newspapers went out of business, including the uh, Seattle Post Intelligence. Or after 99 years, the first paper I worked with, you know, so I didn't feel too bad. But I remember driving out in the desert and I'm thinking, leaning over the wheel of my truck, Adam, and I'm looking out just um southeast of my um, little ranch here. And I'm thinking, there's got to be more in life than chasing money. And my father's words came to me. The most important thing we have is our spirit. And it's the least thing we pay attention to. And I'm looking out over the will. And then I saw it. And I, I wrote about this in my book, It's Time for You to Rewrite Your Life, um, which is what an angel appeared and told me. And she didn't have wings. But what I saw came up to me. I got out of my truck and I walked up to the fence um, over by John Wayne's old ranch, 26 Herefords. And it was a ship. It was a UFO. And I'm looking at it. I'm going, oh, it's not God. It's not a spirit. It's not an angel. It's just a ship. And it was putting out bright light. Um, it was miles away, but it came right up to me. And um I could see in between the beams of light blinding me. I think that's how they hide themselves during the day. I could see like a highly polished Airstream trailer metal, highly polished metal in between. And I saw it was just a ship. But I also noticed that um, um, quickly, I want to point out, I do live on what's been called UFO Ridge for several centuries. People used to call a newspaper all the time. And I just tell the girls just uh that you know hang up <laughs> tell them to call back if they make contact i but i saw right then that they weren't lying but when the ship came up to me i noticed by that by the little bits of metal i could see in between the bright light it wasn't spherical it was slightly coming down so it had to be flat on the bottom which is exactly as Travis Walton described his abductors in that famous movie fire in the sky Travis lives a few miles away from me here as do many abductees I, I knew that from working with abc this is one of the highest abductee reported in the world actually is the white mountains of arizona and the people here most of them don't know that that's interesting that they have lived here most of their life and they haven't seen anything adam it doesn't surprise me that people like us see these things yeah. And many of them and many UFOs have come right up to me within 100 feet, even at my home, scares that scares the darn out of my friends, right? <laughs> when they see a UFO here. But um, what surprises me is the people who don't. And so, you know, we can talk about that. That's what we teach people how to be grounded, how to get connected and what to expect and not be attached to the outcome. But so what happened was two things occurred to me, Adam, during my first visitation in 2009. It was on October 19th at 4.24 p.m. I was facing um, west, looking at this ship. 
So the sun was behind it. Um, so that means it was either degaussing the photons or putting out the light to hide itself. But two things occurred to me. Number one, everything we've been told is a lie growing up. Yep. Um, and we know that with quantum science now. <laughs> yeah, we do. And number two, I'm not in control here. You know, I'm not jumping up and down like Travis and his friends. Oh, take me. No. I hopped back in my big truck and locked the door. <laughs> Go ahead, pick up my Ford Ranger, you know. So, and then it started to leave. It drifted off toward Mount Baldy, which is very on the Apache Res. <clears throat> Most of that area, white man is not allowed on. And it's a very spiritual area. And that's usually where we see orbs or UFOs drifting to. So, I, I started chasing it down the road, and then it just blinked and took off. When they go, they go. And I pulled over. I got out of my truck, and I heard a boom, boom. And I'm just describing my first experience, Adam. I won't go into detail on the others. I'm just giving experience because it was monumental. It was my first experience. But that boom, boom noise was the sound of a couple of fighter jets coming over the ridge, low and fast, from the Phoenix um, Air Force Base. And they came in, and they did a big oval overhead, and they passed each other. And you could almost hear them say, uh, Phoenix, we've lost visual. And then they turned, and they went back home. And that was that experience. And so I, I began a journey then. I was directed to um, – I was driving through S S Sedona with my partner, Brenda, and I told her, there's something out there in the desert I need to go to. I thought it was ruins and caves that I love. Arizona's full of history and ruins. It's just fabulous, the history here and the mysteries and the stories that you hear. And so I eventually went out to that spot in the desert, and I found the South Korean Mago Retreat. And I was so lucky to work directly with a man who has retreats all over the world, Ilchi Lee. And he's written a lot of books. And this man's incredible, Adam. He can literally push us down from 20 or more feet away. And then the energy bounces off the earth and lifts you back up. And, and the people were in tears because of the experience. Now, people call themselves a Reiki master and all that. Well, now this is a master of energy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that guy. And, and one thing I love about him is, he, um, one of the 50 plus books he wrote was, I've decided to live 120 years. And my, what I like to tell people, and what you've taught, you put this in such a good um, perspective is, here I am in my 60s, and I see people my age, my friends who had businesses, they're retiring, and they're kind of giving up on life. And I'm like, no, we've got so much experience. Let's share this with the world so they can help get through this and not have such a tough time and perhaps not waste the years that we've wasted. But so I started working with the Koreans. Um, but meanwhile, from 2009 to 2019, I was having lots of experiences, Adam. I was having I would wake up one day in my yoga room over in Sedona. I operated an Airbnb, um, had people from around the world staying with us. And I would get up and as soon as my feet hit the floor, and you know that in the morning is when our brain is closest to theta state, mm -hmm. when we're more connected. And mostly it's in the morning when I've had these fabulous experiences. 
and there's a woman standing there and she's holding a clipboard or something. She's not looking at me and she says to me, it's time for you to rewrite your life. I'm like, okay. And then she turns and starts to move away and she disappears. I'm like, oh, so I check on everybody in the house. I look outside, make sure we're not having any visitors. And um, that was that. It took me a while to figure out what she meant. Um, I asked for clarity. Finally, a, a friend prompted me uh, um, later to ask for clarity. I got it immediately. It meant for us. You know, she said it's time for you to rewrite your life. She didn't say it's time for us. For you know, It's time to rewrite your life. She said for you. We have to do the work. It's like the Koreans always told me, we have to grow our own soul. We have to do the work. And so what she meant was for me to go back in my, my life and not look at the joys and the tragedies, the birth of my daughter being sent to prison, thinking my life was over, you know, but not look at it as joys and tragedies, but merely as events here on Earth School to help us grow and to move forward in our life with that perspective that everything that happens is actually serving us and to accept it. It doesn't mean we can't be sad. It doesn't mean we can't be joyful. <laughs> That's beautiful. You know, it just means to kind of step back and take a view of what is happening. Don't be attached to the outcome and expect that every single thing haven't we learned that in EMF, Adam, that everything that happens to us, every second of our life is a lesson or an example, perhaps? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think this is one of the things that you've showcased throughout this little bit of a story you've demonstrated here. And I know you've given me lots of different explanations of it throughout the time that we've been talking as well. But the the process of you being able to reframe that mm -hmm. process when you went into prison was it's a big thing right you see yeah you know a lot of people see this at, on on movies right the people killing people people going to prison people do they don't understand the emotional anguish the internal turmoil and the amount of like absolute strength of will and spirit that's needed to pull yourself out of that and not be tarnished by that for the mm. rest of your life and to not feel like that there's something wrong with who you are at your very core. And here, you know, Raf, this is what you've done, right? You've you've been able to see this experience. And like you mentioned there, inside prison, you decided to train. You developed skills. You decided to turn this into something that worked for your benefit and right. come out and, you know, not be broken by the process and and so many people are and so many people can't even get out of the whole prison scenario it's almost easier to exist in the prison environment than it is to get out of it and i know I, I in my psychology masters i i did forensic psychology so i gained a bit of an understanding of the case studies in and around the complications of the prison system the psychology around those that get out and they almost want to get back in because They've got that, they understand how life works in prison, but they don't when it comes to working outside. Um, yeah, they call it three hots and a cot. <laughs> yeah, a saying I haven't heard of. <laughs> it means three meals and a bed. They, they don't have a lot of responsibility. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And you've, 
you were helped in many ways. And this is the thing that we've talked about before, intervention, right? Yes. It was just at that moment where you were going, I've learned, and it's like you were thrown back. You mentioned Earth School, right? So, and inside Earth School, we have, you know, Earth School, we're dealing with our, you know, we're a soul born into a physical body. We're in a meat sack of biological machine, right? And we we don't know when we're born exactly what we're here to do. What happens is over time, we reconnect with our soul's wisdom. We grow into the power of our soul. But the art of growing into it is through the trials, tribulations that we go through. And in certain stages, we, you know, when we are um, misprogrammed in, in education, where we've where right. we're fed an awful lot of stuff that tells us that, you know, we're not <laughs> these beautiful spiritual souls and they, they mm -hmm. turn us into these indoctrinated things that go out there and spread, you know, the, um, the, the, the establishment's agenda. Let's go out there and just get jobs, you know, get jobs to support the economy, give us money in our pockets, all that kind of stuff. You know, they don't teach us that, you know, inside us, there is a, a, a an absolute amazing amount of information and power that lies within our soul. We just need to learn how to access it. And they should be essentially right. teaching us meditation. They should be teaching mm -hmm. us how to become more self-aware, be aware of others, our interconnectedness, that we're all one, and how to feel energy, how to connect with our inner guidance, our spirit team that are around us. But, you know, we go through all this process, we learn, and you went through your soul as obviously a strong soul that said, you know, I've got the robustness here to go through and learn some of these experiences, right? Because... You know, some people can often be stuck into and this terminology makes sense to us because we've been through the course. They go through the to me mindset, right? Which is where right. they, they they go into poor me, right? I was I was dealt a bad hand. You know, my parents weren't even here for me. Um I was beaten up, I was abused. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, you you fill the blank there at home. And then what they do is they play the violin to themselves. Right? Oh, if only <laughs> this, if only that. I'd feel happy if this didn't happen to me. And you sit there and keep digging your grave if you want to, but yeah. whilst your mindset's there, you will stay there. And, mm -hmm. you know, your testament to the fact that you pulled yourself out of that, you weren't defined by your past. And that's what so mm -hmm. many people do. They feel like they're defined by their past. And they go, well, other people that are successful and happy, they must have had their life beautiful. They must have had everything lining up, the stars aligned, you know, given all of the opportunities on the plate. And that's actually not the case. It might be the case for some people, but that's often not the case. And behind many people that are beautifully successful and happy is a ton of inner work, trial, tribulation, working on themselves, perseverance, determination, connection to their soul, their passion, etc. There's a lot of people that are out there that, that gain the success and happiness through that. And, you know, you've got an energy about you that perseveres through things and one thing I've always admired about you, Raf, is that you can sink deeply into a place where you'll feel despairing and upset and full of emotion and then flip straight back up within an instant back to, I'm ready to dance. I'm ready to have fun. Like you Lots know. of practice, my friend. Lots of practice. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. And this is what people need to hear, right? Mm. You know, and I think mm. that like you beautifully mentioned there that like you're like you're in your 60s now and if 
if Ilchi reckons he can live to 120, that's like you're halfway through your life, right? Yeah. And people are giving up and going, well, I've, I've done my job now. And they don't know what to do when they're outside of employment. So what do they do? They just sit and watch TV all day. And then like, I'll go on a couple of mm -hmm. holidays and whatever. We've got something to give here. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. here, part of a collective consciousness, all here trying to raise the, the awareness and the conscious vibration of humanity. And instead, what do we do when we get to 60 out, out, when we're supposed to stop you know, working? We just sit down and we just get information flooded at us through a TV's flashing screen. Or go and on a cruise. Anything a cruise. to be entertained. Yeah. yeah. We just sit here being entertained. That's all we do. Whereas, you know, you plan on doing far, far more than that. And some of the experiences you've had, like yes. Il Chi, being able to witness him pushing people with, with energy and the meditations you've told me about where you used to, you know, stand in a river and, feel energy flowing through you in a different way and mm -hmm. these experiences like seeing ufos now i hold my hand i have not seen a ufo i actually think i did once but i wasn't sure i was um i was looking up at the sky and i saw something moving along a white little blip and i first thought plane right like most people and then suddenly it went and i, I just saw like a, a white like dash and i was like did i see that did i not and then i couldn't see it again now that could have been anything right but mm -hmm. i could easily say you know that could be my mind making stuff up etc right but i do remember my dad who was um he used to love uh, astronomy right and he used to be like he used to love planes and things so he was zooming up to this uh 747 right and um uh, a boeing plane okay and he was zooming up on it because he loved planes. He used to make models, and I used to make model planes with him when I was growing up. And he then saw this sort of cylindrical sort of disc next to it floating along. He said it almost looked like more of like a bullet shape, but it was rounded at each end, right? Um, yeah. It's floating next to it. And he zoomed into it. So it's silvery, and it seemed to have a little blurriness to it. And he was zooming up on telescope at the time. And then he said that it just out of nowhere it zipped forward to the front of the plane and he had to kind of zoom zoom back he saw it and then it just went off and i was like okay that's something he's wow. experienced and but that's about my limitation right and i um other than that i have communicated on a very telepathic level to extraterrestrial uh extraterrestrials mm -hmm. octarians and palladians i i see them in the minds i very clear like hd images and i communicate with them and understand them and they've told me a lot about their life and what they're here to do and we've had some great experiences with that together i really appreciate you i know a lot of psychics and peeps i've never let anybody channel me except twice and adam um i really appreciated our, our connection with that <laughs> i was beautiful when when we're able to connect to guides that are around us that are here trying to help us from a from a different yes. dimension they're here the only thing is is that we're born into a biological machine that is programmed to believe it can only sense with the five senses we disconnect from our pineal gland our other senses yeah. i'd also like to point out um what you said about intervention i think that's very important um, I, I relate to you an experience when I was 18 years old, I was learning to cliff climb and I was, uh, we were pretty much training ourselves. I got my rope tangled up. Um, I, I unclipped myself 
here I am with a two inch ledge on the side of a cliff with a buddy up top and I unclipped my rope so I could straighten it out. Big mistake. And I started to fall and I started to fall back, lose my balance. I'm trying to regain my balance. I can't grab the rope. There's nothing to grab to on the cliff um, because if I reach forward, I started to reach forward and, and put that pushed me back. I started to fall and I'm looking up and I was afraid and I was very sad. I thought, I'm not ready to leave. And there's not a whisper of wind that day. I was in the forest of the Olympic uh, rainforest and on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. And all of a sudden, this very brisk wind, a warm wind, pushed me back. It felt all in the world like a big hand on my back pushed me back. And I grabbed the rope. But I always use that moment as a state for meditation because when I connected, when it connected with me and I grabbed the rope and my hand was on the cliff on the rock, I could hear every sound in the forest, the animals. And I was just enjoying the moment so much. I was being present. And that is a state that we can learn to approach, learn to work with, with our grounding techniques that you and I teach. Um, but, but I want to point out that a lot of times we look at a worst case scenario where, um, you know, a woman is, is um, attacked and violated and people ask why don't the angels and and i've had a lot of experience with angels i've seen a number of them but they don't have wings in my perspective <laughs> they're human form they're us and we're them but um why don't they intervene because we are here to learn and we can't be attached to the outcome now i've had i, I want to point out um we talked about ufos i've seen several ufos up close but you know what's really incredible, and I hope I don't disappear after revealing this, is that they're all of a different species. Mm. And that tells me something. Um, in 2009, I started, I call it a plethora of events. I was witness to a plethora of events that had one thing in common. They had nothing in common. But they're all supernatural. Several spirits appeared to me, wide awake, feet on the floor. <laughs> I saw things out the window. I've talked to people. I've seen things that are just impossibilities in our 3D world, right? And um, I, I want to point out that because these ships, um, some of them were geometrically shaped, somewhat translucent, coming down in front of us when I was on the ATV with my assistant, Anna, and it was disappearing as it reached the trees. And I, she said, what's that? I looked up and I'm like, oh boy, we got to get out of here. Turn the ATV around, it's right in front of us coming down. Other times I'm here at my house, my buddy um, who's from India, who's software engineer is getting out of his truck. And there was an American ship right over his truck, right in my driveway here. I, I say it's American because it was very interesting. It had some problems cloaking. He was making noise and flashing, trying to cloak. But it was it was painted camouflage, like you know, um, a hunter in a ghillie suit in the forest. It was right. painted this green and black camouflage, like army takes. Or um, I, I don't watch TV. I haven't since two thousand six. But when I walk into a store and I see these movies, sci-fi movies, you know, it looked like an army, a military vehicle. And so um, 
Yeah, it probably came from, and I've talked to federal agents, um, interviewed them, and I have some good friends, and they've told me, oh, yeah, we got them, China Lake, Nevada, you know. <laughs> and we also, um, Adam, I want to point out, we have a we have a large portal here in the White Mountain. I was introduced to it um, with uh, television. We decided not to do a documentary there a short because of rather um, unreliable witnesses where drugs and alcohol are involved. But there is a large portal here. We've seen many things going in and out, um, very interesting places. These places do exist, but you're not going to see them unless you're, on a, uh, unless you're on a grounded vibration. Why is that? Again, intervention. You may be in, intervening to where you don't look up or you don't look here. People have told me, well, Raphael, I, I think you were just in the right place at the right time. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, several times, a hundred times. <laughs> I was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> Just a coincidence, right? <laughs> and so I want to point out that because all these ships were different, um, obviously of a different species, different make, different type of vehicle, that I feel, um, you know, if you look at quantum science, they talk about the um, simulation hypothesis that we're being um, directed here in earth school by somebody who's probably a little bit smarter than us. <laughs> but um, I, I want to point out that because they are different species, that they were probably directed to me. And I want to tell people not to be attached to the outcome. People ask me, well, Raphael, how can I have these experiences? They have many ways of asking that. I asked the spirits one day when it ended, I asked them, why do you keep showing me these things? Why do um, spirits appear to me? Why do they give me a message? Why do I see things that are just incredible and possibilities? Why do UFOs come right up to me? Why do you keep doing this to me? Why? Why? Why do you do this to me? I don't know what to do with this. I was yelling. I got to stop yelling at the angels, right, Adam? Why are you doing this to me? And they shouted back, because you keep asking. Oh, what am I asking? But I think what I was asking inside was, am I alone? Am I alone? Obviously, we're not alone. And I want to tell everybody out there, you're not alone. You're always being watched over. And, but whether they intervene or not, it's not up to us. It's up to them because they know better what we are going through. They have a helicopter view. We're right here in the front. Um, being ruled by our emotions, like you said, being in to me mode, victim mode, you know, we can go into by me, make things happen, and then through me, life happens through me. So I just want to point out that we're never alone, and there are other species who are never alone, and we're all being directed by overhead, but um, when people want to have these experiences, they want to see UFOs, they want to see angels, they want to see spirits, um, I tell them, maybe you don't need to. It's not your choice. It's their choice, what is directed to us in life. And so don't be attached to the outcome. Whatever happens, it's the best thing to happen to you right now. It doesn't mean you can have these remarkable experiences. But um, it, being grounded is very important. <laughs> it's a key factor. Every time something like this happened to me, I was not in my head. I was either looking outside for something, but being very present. 
because of my experiences training with the Koreans. And Adam can teach you that. I can teach you that. Other people can teach you to be grounded and the benefits of that. But it's very also, I think we've learned, right, Adam? Um, we've learned not to be attached to the outcome, yeah. right? <laughs> That's right. And there's, it's interesting that there's another aspect of what we were um, taught in the latter stages of our course that we went through and it talks about what's called a safety zone and a growth zone when it comes to vibrational frequency and to me interventions from our guardian angels come in when we are brave enough to follow our soul's calling right when we are <laughs> willing to take the leap to be brave right to to be who we really are and step out of caution. And the reason why a lot of people don't experience these things is because they live in a world of caution. They live in a world right. of safety and comfort zone. You know, they're unlikely to take a big trek up a mountain and risk walking around there and risk, you know, falling off. Or, But you're following your spirit. You're following your drive. You're following your ambitions, right? Um, and why are you getting supported because you're being brave enough and you're being shown here if you be who you are you will be supported and who we are is not a little comfort zone of our body's desires for safety and our mind's desire to be uh significant we're a beating heart that wants to grow we want to contribute to the world you know we we want to have highs and lows and that's the thing when we look at this process of what we call the, the growth vibration, right? Is we have those that have small highs and small lows, right? So your high is the joy of, you know, watching your next episode on Netflix, right? And the low is the stress that you've got in work, right? Or having an argument with your boss, right? And you have these highs and lows and maybe one high that goes a tiny bit higher is going on holiday, for example, and getting a bit drunk and having a bit of a party and then another low of a, of a bit of a breakup and, you know, these again are all very in the middle, right? It's mm. you're never really pushing your survival to the edge, right? Mm. Um, when you're going up to, you know, the likes of people like, um, you know, Gandhi, right? Put life on the line for the principle of love, right? And just it, you've got these people that are you know, Mother Teresa. She's going out there and she's making a huge difference. She's going to be supported by people, and she, you know. I'm pretty sure if we were to have a, a talk with her, I don't know this, but that she would have had support from the other side. She'd have had, she'd have been talking to angels and being helped. And we need to realize that, that the soul is brave. It's courageous. It's heroic. It wants to go out there and do something amazing and contribute to the world. And to do so, there is a, there's a consciousness graph, a map of consciousness. And at the very top, of this is where the, we sort of surrender to enlightenment of life. And we know that so long as we are being authentically true to ourselves and following our inner pull, we know life's got our back, right? We know it. And what I would say is you've had literal evidence of that. You jump in headfirst to things. You are full of adventure. You discover things. You go all in. And because of that, you've got support that you have seen. And that's why I believe you've got support around you. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes. Yes, thank you, Adam. And um, I, I really like um, our journey is to tell people, like you said, um, don't give up. You know, I, I meet people, my friends who have had businesses and they close, they close their business my age, you know, and I say to them, what are you doing now? And they say, oh, we're, um, we're just trying to get comfortable in our retirement. And, oh, we're going on a cruise to Alaska next month. And I want to say, have you ordered the coffin yet? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've got so much experience to share with the world, like you mentioned, you know, earlier. And um, yeah, so thank you for bringing that up, that to get out of our comfort zone, because we are here on Earth School for a reason. We are here to grow. And it's like Peter Sage says, there's no time limit. We can keep coming back. And it's not a race. So don't compare yourself to other people. Like when I go for a hike, I got off work earlier and I go for a hike. Somebody had to work longer and they're three miles behind me on the trail. It doesn't mean we're different. It just means we're at a different spot in our evolution, in our journey, in our journey, I mean. Yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah. Get out I, of your comfort zone. <laughs> that's right. And it's interesting that there's something I do briefly want to bring onto the sort of talking spot, really, and it's this idea of attachment and especially to do with attachment to others, right? There is a yeah. one of the biggest things that stops people mm -hmm. taking the risks that they would like to do. Maybe someone wants to go on an adventure around the world and you know they they want to kind of like do the most extreme thing possible because their heart sings for it, but they'll have this pang of guilt. If I do that, what if I then what if I die or I don't come back? Or what if people rely on me and they need me, right? And we take a huge amount of responsibility for other people's path. Each and, and, and every single person is here to take care of themselves. They have their own resources. They have their own soul. I would say the soul in itself is a projector, right? Whatever you, your soul projects out its own reality bubble, right? And it can project out into the world a dependent signal if it wants, whether it gets everything it wants from other people. Right. But if you are someone that isn't doing what you should be doing because you feel you've got dependence, you shouldn't, it's not the right thing to do, etc. Again, that's your program that you are running. Right? You're running a dependency program where it's mm -hmm. all about I've got to be responsible, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You know, uh you do are you potentially enabling others to feel comfortable within your presence to avoid taking the risks to be their most best self because let's face it if we're going to grow we need to push ourselves we need to push ourselves outside of our comfort zones to take mm -hmm. stressful things in how many of us if those of us that are watching listening to this podcast here they're going to be spiritually inclined growth seeking people where that many of us have probably fantasized about i wonder what it would be like for me to just you know, go off on an adventure, not know if I've got money to back me up and just trust spirit that's going to get me there. And I, I jump on one place to another to another and just see where life takes me. And I help people as I get along and I go with my spirit. Why are you not doing that? Why? What's in your way? And no doubt it's going to come back to comfort, security, right? It comes back to that. Now, 
we're all on the all on the journey there and i'm in the process of creating that internal shift myself to have more of a, a very adventurous life that's all being woven into reality and i'm making these internal shifts but really the true beauty of life comes when we deeply understand the concept that we've got stuff to do here in this world and life's got our back and if we jump into the the unknown and we trust life if it's your time to go you'll go if not you'll find a miraculous adventurous soul growth journey presents itself yeah maybe all right let's just say if you take a risk you might end up getting ill or injured in some way but who's to say that that isn't part of your path right right you know, you'll go along, you'll heal, you'll understand, you'll meet wonderful people, you'll go to some other new place, you'll discover who you are in a different way. You're going in an inner journey to figure out who you are when you're outside of comfort zones, you know, in around people that perhaps you don't know how to talk to them because they, they talk a different mm -hmm. language or, you know, that's the beauty of life, right? The adventure of, and, you know, this is why originally I've got my YouTube channel that I need to actually start adding a bit more onto, but it's the soul growth adventures right the the growth of the it. soul comes through the adventurous spirit okay and i believe as a nation we've forgotten what that actually means it doesn't mean going on a cozy little holiday like like you've mentioned going on a cruise or going on a little safari where you've got protection and you know when you're gonna start and when you're gonna end and when you're gonna eat where's the risk in that yeah, there's no risk at <laughs> all right <laughs> When you don't know when your next meal is going to come in, you don't know anyone, you can't see anyone for ages, or you, this is where you're starting to jump into the adventure of life, where you're discovering who you are. And if we follow our inner calling, we will find our adventurous passion, our torch from the inside, the light bearer that we are. And this is where I, where I would say you're inspiring in many ways, Raf, because, you know, you will be the type of person in a social crowd, there's a bit of music, and you just start jumping and cheering and egging everyone else and having a dance, right? And there are some people that are like, you know, oh, I don't want to dance. I don't want to be embarrassed about myself. Or um, What have you got to lose? <laughs> what have you got to lose? A bit of social embarrassment because you enjoyed the music and maybe they don't like the music, so they might think you're a bit of a fool. You know, <laughs> it's one of those sayings, like if you're lost in goop, which is the good opinion of others, right? people are trying to maintain the good opinion of others they're in a comfort zone right and we need to break out of that comfort zone and that's when we have these miracles of life where you i believe have done many things that other people consider extreme and that's because mm. you're living on the higher curve of life which is why you've had these experiences that come in and for those that are watching you and acknowledging where you're at you if they've got to retirement and they've got that buzzing energy inside them, there's more to life than just sitting here, going on a few holidays and watching a bit of TV. And they really do want to spark up and become a, a new lease of life and to live the life they wanted to. And we can live healthily and full of energy. You know, if, if we stop eating all of the stuff in our diet, all the additives, all of the incorrect stuff, we'll find we've suddenly got a lot more energy than we think we do. Mm -hmm. in your 60s right and your testament again to that you you've fixed yourself mm -hmm. many different ways you you're trained um in health and nutrition yourself 
so you know all those that are literally thinking oh i'm a bit too long in the tooth now i'm a bit too old i haven't got the energy to do things well uh-uh his answers that's there. lifestyle yeah shift your <laughs> lifestyle shift what you eat what you drink how you live ground connect to energy connecting with your soul connecting to who you are you'll find energy yeah, just movement. through you exactly and yeah you know you've that's one of the things that you do i mean i know that you you're in the process now um raf is in the process he helps a lot of people with um mind body spirit coaching different you know tapping energetic flow work you've got a lot of wisdom that um that you can give to others and i do know that you coach people as well and um and i know that you're going through a process right now of getting that website sort of really refined and changed up um and it's something that you'll need to uh be aware of but um i want to be able to help people to understand how they themselves if they're fascinated by you and they would love to get hold of you some way that they can do and and, and some way that they can buy the book you know they the um i know that you can uh get hold of that book and is it it's time to rewrite your life is that the title um it's time for you to rewrite your life and that is on amazon and you can pick it up there um it's very it's very important that she did tell me for you we have to do the work you have to do the work um i i strongly recommend that people get a coach to help them save a lot of years <laughs> and um you go a little faster something that adam and i have done is get a mentor and uh yeah you've talked about environment that is key environment beats will every time um being held back by the people being aware of who's around us and where we are going get do you have a mentor do you have a coach are you surrounded by people who support you or hold you back that's why it's it's great to work with groups to work with a mentor and um yeah so um i'm at the point now where i'm making some big changes in my life and we started a um woman-owned navajo-owned business which is called healthybodyhome.com and I i'll get right on that and to get some contacts working on that website <laughs> and they can reach us from there or I think they can reach me at rafaelformont at gmail.com or they can pick up my book and there's some reminders in there. It's time for you to rewrite your life. Other than that, I just want to tell everybody um, that your family, my brothers and sisters, are spirits that have agreed to come here and play a role. So we have no power over anyone, no true power. We have no true obligation to anybody but ourselves. It doesn't mean that we don't care. Not caring is a mental illness. <laughs> it means that um, we can choose our environment. And my message to people, um, Adam, you had asked me to share my message to people, to the world. And that to me is a no brainer. My message has been very clear. The message that has been given to me. I want to tell everybody right now, you who are watching my experience. This is not my belief. It's my experience. You are more beautiful 
and more powerful than you may have ever imagined. You are more capable of doing anything beyond your imagination. Um, all you have to do is do the work and trust and love yourself. Get a mentor if you need to, but never look at yourself in the mirror and let your limiting beliefs hold you back or what you think you see. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And so if you really want to see the beauty in yourself, learn to open up and have faith that you are extremely powerful and extremely beautiful. No matter who you are or what you've been through, or what you've been done, what somebody else thinks of you, it's time for you to rewrite your life. And you do that by what, Adam? Changing your identity. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Your belief system. Thank you. That's amazing. Exactly. So if you are watching this, if you're listening in even, you're having a long drive and listening to this in the background, probably giving you a few food for thought. So one thing that I would say is, is incredibly important for any transition. There's something that we, you know, I'm an ex-teacher, in fact, and there's something called a ZPD, which is the zone of proximal development, right? And in the teacher's world, we know that as a teacher that there are certain things that a student can learn, in my case, it was a child that can learn inside their area of experience. And then with someone that can help stretch them, they could learn something that's twice as much of that. You know, there's an area outside of that bubble and that's the zone of proximal development, right? And we come out of school quite often thinking we've learned everything, right? And we're like, okay, cool. I can go out and people feel embarrassed about getting someone to talk through to help me grow. And there's a difference between something like counseling, which talks about getting you back to normal, right? Getting you back to what standard life would cause normally. So if you're suffering from, you know, depression, anxiety, and feel lost, et cetera, some counseling can get you back to feeling okay, right? Now, a coach can do that as well, right? But what coaches can do is get you to feeling fully alive, like moving to the next level, upgrading your whole entire life, your whole consciousness, your way of being. You turn into a highly different person on the inside. Now, if you want to break free from feeling like you're living a mediocre life, then it's coaching you. And, and again, I took that leap of going, you know, I need someone to help me out, right? Yeah. So I did that. I did courses. I got people to talk to. And I had people coaching me because what coaches can do is that they can see our blind spots. They can see the parts that we can't see, right? Because our own belief systems change what we observe and what we even remember ourselves. So there's no sense of being weak in getting someone to help you. It's the strongest thing that we can do. Being vulnerable in front of someone and being driven towards yes. wanting to be our greatest self. And we're all here interconnected. We're all beautiful people that are here on a healing journey and we're all supposed to grow. And this is why people exist in the world to give to each other, right? Collaborative support and growth, right? And if we've got arrogance, which is ruled by the mind, ruled by the ego saying, you know, um, oh, and I can fix everything myself. I can get everything the way I want just by using myself and my own perspective. You know, you're going to be sitting there in your own bubble of comfort zone, not seeing your own blind spots for ages. 
right? Um, and I have to admit, I hold my hand up. I did that for quite some time. I can do everything myself. I can do everything myself, right? You know, the moment that we actually throw that ego away and go, you know what? Maybe talking to someone that actually has helped other people grow over and over and over and achieve many things in life, help getting someone to help me to see my own blind spots, who's practiced, trained in it. They've got a calling from it. They've got an intuition from the soul that gives them that insight. What's in the way of actually leaping into that and letting that and letting yourself be helped? What is in the way? It's up to you. You know, listening to this, what's in the way of that? Is it and being open to that? Once you find somebody being open to what they're telling you to experience, thank you. Yeah, that's right. And this is the journey that's going on. Like a lot of the time, people are waking up to realizing that mediocrity is not the life that they want they want a life feeling fully alive the beautiful adventure of growing the soul right and you know we're different me me and rafford sort of different stages of our lives right dealing with different types of people but one thing that raf would be an absolute specialist in is those people that have feel like that they have lost themselves to either a situation where they've done something that they don't they they find it difficult to forgive themselves for or they've got <laughs> to a stage in their life where society's told them that it's your time to retire put your feet up and and start preparing for your funeral right yes. you know and if you feel like that life's put you in that place again nothing puts us in that place but you might feel like that's the case but you've got that beating heart that says no no wait a minute there's more to life wait a minute i'm not willing yes. to Willing to stop. I've got so much to give. I've got so much life. I've got. Raf is your guy. You know, he's amazing at what he does. He's got a huge amount of wisdom that's built into him. And if you want to get hold of him, either buy his book again, your book name, Raf. It's time for you to rewrite your life. Yep. Or <laughs> get hold of him on his email, which is healthy. Yeah. Or you can go to healthybodyhome.com or Raphael Fremont at Gmail. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Adam. There we go. So that's of interest in you. Um, or, you know, alternative, you know how to get hold of me. You've already got my podcast. You know, you can go to soulgrowthadventures.com um, or contact me on Facebook, Adam Leonard. You can find me on Facebook on there. There'll be me as a picture of me, you know, basking in a river looking at the sun, right? Um, so, um, or find me on Soul Growth Coaching on Instagram. So, again, You've got wonderful av avenues here. If you're here going, you know what? Maybe I do live a mediocre life. I haven't had some of these experiences of talking to extraterrestrials and having wonderful adventures and knowing that I'm supported by life and living an adventurous life. Well, now's your time. You know, have a good look on the inside and go, you know, am I willing to open up and to take a leap and to be guided by someone else who knows how to bring out my inner greatness? Then now's your time to jump in. But um, anyway, it's we may very well end up having people ask, wait a minute, I want to know more about all these UFOs and all these amazing experiences. Well, you know, if you want to, maybe you can have a, you can contact Raf directly and I'm, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll have a, a detailed chat about it. But for now, I think this has been a really good uh, deep dive into why paranormal experiences occur and the connection 
with how we approach life, the soul experiences, knowing that we are not alone, and also why coaching in itself is such a wonderful, beautiful thing that helps everyone. Yes. But uh, we're going to be uh, rounding off this episode pretty soon. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with, Raf? Um, just, just that, um, don't be attached to the outcome. It's, it's, you may be very interested in UFOs or you may not, you may not want to believe in them. It doesn't matter. Everybody, I just want to say everybody is on their own journey and they will attract their own phenomena. And that word paranormal needs to go away. It welcome to the new normal, my friends. Thank you, Adam. Love that. Welcome to the new normal. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. This has been an incredible episode. And uh, my hoping those of you that um, have been coming along for the journey have enjoyed it. And uh, I'll be signing off for now. And I will be uh, showcasing the next episode soon. So look out for that. Bye for now. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening, but please remember that the content of this podcast is here for inspiration and education and does not qualify as professional advice. If you have any questions, please visit www.soulgrowthadventures.com. That said, I hope you've enjoyed our journey together. And to conclude, let's set an intention to love, respect, and empower ourselves and those around us. Adam Leonard, signing off. <laughs>